So how do you achieve financial freedom, gain wealth, and live life on your terms? That is the question, and here is the answer. I'm A.G. Osborne. Welcome to Cash Flow to Freedom. Welcome, everybody, to Cash Flow to Freedom. Today, I have my trusted co-host, Rock. How's it going, man? It's going good, man. How are you doing? Doing good. Our air conditioning in our building is broken. and uh, so to get hot in here. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But other than that, it's going good. It's almost the fourth. Um, you know, this will come out probably a couple weeks, a few weeks. Uh, but things are going good. Yeah. No, and I've, it's been busy, you know. Um, I know you guys have been busy. The And we got my pup in here, so if you hear any barking. That's right. If you hear us barking a dog, a little, little pup's hanging out with us. But, you know, it's it's been an interesting last few weeks, you know, at the book release, everything like that. So it's it's nice that this holiday weekend can kind of pause and right. take a break, which is important to kind of line back up and let your mind clear out. Like sometimes we get just your, your, your nose is just down and you're moving forward mm-hmm. and you got to forget to get up and look around. And if you don't, you can miss a lot of things. So I'm like, I need to, I'm going to take a couple days, chill, just kind of enjoy the fourth with the family, let things settle and yeah. readjust. Especially I think a lot of people are feeling that way with how fast, uh, the world's working, where oh, everything's happening. And it's just, it's it, insane. It's insane. It's hard to get. I think a lot of people, have a hard time getting their bearings down on what to expect or what they should even be doing. And, um, fear sends, uh, is, is dominating. I think. Yeah. This decision. year, this year, the past three months have been, uh, a lot of, uh, uncertainty, craziness. Uh, you know, if you turn the news on, there's something new every day. And I feel like uh, now we're finally phasing out. Like, I, I don't want to say we're phasing out because we, we can get into some of the things like that people are trying to reshut down and people are, um, there's just other issues coming up and we've got the election coming up. But I think that um, it seems like, and I might be speaking too soon because we're three days in, but July might be our first normal month in a while. Yeah, I agree. I think that it's, well, it is sad that we think this is normal because this stuff's not going to go away, but it, it, it is normalizing. Yeah, yeah. To the point where it's like, I, and maybe maybe I'm just different what I but I I'm like you know I I just can't a lot of this stuff I just don't pay turn it off it. yeah it doesn't it's just it becomes so much noise people mm-hmm. just get lost they get confused they get caught up it dominates their psyche it changes the way they're feeling and viewing people are depressed over things that don't even have anything to do with them they're it's they're unfocused um, they're, they're unfocused their and I you know I like to think about it. You know, we when we make decisions, we make decisions through both emotion, uh, emotional and uh, logic. But for most people, their emotions dictate the logic, and, yeah. I'm, and I'm always worried about that. Like, don't let my my emotions can't run my decisions because although your emotions aren't lying, but they get hijacked. You're pretty. Yeah, I'm not gonna lie. You you are pretty good at controlling. You and Ron are good at controlling your emotions. Yeah. And you know, is that something? So you actively have been doing that. You've actively, yeah, I, yeah since actively. like what got you like noticing that? Because that's most people probably don't even realize. Most of the time, their emotions are dictating what they're doing, how they're reacting, how they're living. And I've started to more and more over the past few years. Yeah. But I've noticed, especially when I was working with you guys, you, you guys really weren't relatively phased over much of anything. Yeah. Um, and what what kind of that's actually a good thing to go into because yeah. most yeah. people don't ever really yeah. realize it. I think that 
you know, realizing it's the first, it, it, a lot of people are in denial, I think, about it. Yeah. They think that that's, no, I'm not. I'm thinking through this stuff, and they're just, they're not. So, right. first of all, recognizing that, you know, I, I'm not saying I'm perfect stuff. I fully recognize that my emotions hijack my logic and my decision making. Yeah. So, just, just trying to realize that, I can at least say, okay, hold on here. This is not actually right. What's going on? This is act not actually what's going happening. And in business and in life, that's obviously extremely important because th- there are so many conflicting interests through the world that are trying to hijack our emotions. Mm-hmm. And yeah. I don't care if it's politics. I don't care if it's whatever it is. Right. And and we're so controlled by. Um, not absentee. What's it called when you you try to get away from, like you watch a movie, things like that to try to get out of reality. Like Escapism. Creating, yeah. Yeah. So, you know, this has become the default setting for most people. Escapism becomes their normal reality. And so they go to work, then they come home and watch TV or listen to music or whatever it is. They're trying really to run point. away or forget about their problems and that is a, an emotional thing. So what they're doing is they're reacting to their emotions and they're doing things that make their, them feel good. And then they despite get, despite, and, they, and that makes them confused on what's actually happening. Interesting. And so instead of confronting those things, they're mentally and emotionally running away from them. Yeah. And so they don't solve those things. They don't, they don't analyze them and they can't move forward, move past them, and they, they stay stuck, right? Yeah, the friction of facing those things is what causes you to grow, right? Yes, and exactly. Like, we live in that culture where you turn on your phone, you you go scroll Instagram. You could scroll Instagram for hours and never realize it, and you're numbing um, other emotions. Exactly. Oh, I, I need to do my laundry. I need to be yeah. working on my business. I need to be um, communicating with my supplier. Like yeah. I'll notice sometimes, I, and this is weird, Um I will read a text and then I don't respond immediately. And this could be from a supplier. It could be from a business associate or whatever. I, I almost need to mentally process it before I respond. And it's my way of distracting myself from the immediate work. Yes, absolutely. I, and I notice it more and more because I try to be super disciplined on myself. I think another thing is like people don't discipline themselves yes. intentionally. And that's why I love working out is because it's the ultimate form of self-discipline. You, yes. you put yourself through pain and you physically change your body. Um, and I think men, even more so, and Alex Becker, he has a YouTube channel. He talks about this and, and he's super like a uh, minimalist and now he is, but he talks about like the, the extreme discipline that you need to exert on your mind um, and how like TV, whether it's TV, video games, um, your phone, yeah. that we, we live in an instant culture that uh, distracts your mind. Yes. And you can escape from your reality. I yeah. mean, think about movies. The best movies are the ones that make you forget about everything and yeah. you're consumed in the story. Exactly. I love movies. But I also recognize that if I have a yearning, like if I'm sitting here going, you know, babe, let's just go to a movie. What am I trying? What am I doing? When, immediately when I say that. Yeah. Am I frustrated with kids? Yeah. Am I frustrated at work or whatnot? AJ's saying, saying that to me, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> what I'm saying is I'm like, I want to get out of my reality. Yeah. And it's not that that's necessarily bad every once in a while, right? I like going and getting lost yeah. in the movie and forgetting about all everything that's going on and stuff. But the problem is most people, it's their default setting and they don't recognize it's happening. And so then they are led by their emotions and pleasure, yeah. right? 
So I don't care if that's alcohol, whatever it is. These are all escapisms. Yeah. Right. You're, you're trying to get away from who you food. are, food, food, everything. It's, you're trying to change your state, mm. uh, to, to get away from how you, your current state is, but not by solving the problems, not by actually figuring things out, not by actually growing. And if you can just recognize, just recognize that that's what you're doing, then you can address it. Yeah. And you know, what's super interesting is you guys control your state super well. And when, if you're employing other people or when you're have a business partners or however it is, and they come, like you said, state and Tony Robbins is huge on state. And I used to be a huge, I guess I still am a huge Tony Robbins buff. And I went to, um, what was it? Unleash the power within one of his seminars. And he talks about state and his state's insane. And what I mean by state is like how you approach, uh, how you are in every moment. Yes. And Tony, Tony, like 24 seven is controlling his state through breathing, through water therapy, through all these things, food, everything. But it's funny. And going back when you're employing people or you have other business associates and they come to you with their um, state, whether it's a problem or whether it's, um, an attitude or however they're approaching you, but you are in full control of your state and you're aware of how you are and you're aware of your surroundings, you can almost control their state and how they're approaching you and then analyze the situation and respond. Yeah. A lot of people don't do that. They let their emotions, they, like your state would play off my state and we would go, we would work ourselves up. Exactly. And that's exactly. what creates an argument. And when you look at what's going on in the world, that's what's happening through media. So everybody's worked up. Yeah. Everybody's just obnoxious, right? Yep. And you're and two, they don't even know why they're worked up. They constant, don't even it, constant it, feeding themselves. It, it's that. just exactly. And so then all of a sudden everybody's stressed out. They're all worked up. And I'm like, what changed from three months ago? Like r- r- literally. Like yeah. I mean, come on. Like look at your life day to day. And two, what does this have to do with you? Right. And what your outcomes, goals are, what you're trying to achieve. And when you look at these things, when, when I try to just calm down, analyze, right. Um, it, it, it changes your outlook and your perception and two, understand why you're doing these things. So the vast majority of people, they copy, it's all they do, right? It's a copy and we, we all do this, right? So if you see other people posting things. Everybody starts posting things. That's why trends exist. That's why everything, because we copy, it's a herd mentality aspect that if somebody says run, everybody runs, yeah. right? It's a survival instinct. But this copying effect can create chaos because if everybody says something and everybody starts doing it, yeah. right? It's like if somebody screams fire in a movie and it just spreads fear. And in the, and with technology today, it's instant. Yeah. I mean, you can go from this and the the whole herd starts freaking out. And so to be able to stop and say, what has changed? Why are people doing this? What is the actual state of being? So when you look at it and you set aside these emotions and definitely what people are saying, um, and you actually just kind of analyze facts and look at the situation, most of the time the herd's wrong. Yeah. And so... That's a general understanding that I think I've like early on, it was always told to me. Yeah. The herd's wrong. And that has made us um, very wealthy. That has also made us very happy. Yeah. Um, 2005, uh, we stopped buying, or 2004, we stopped buying real estate because what was happening was the herd was saying, bye, 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 bye. And so I was like, okay, that's, that's great. And I get it. 
And then we started looking at numbers and I'm like, I have this side that made me feel bad that I was missing out. Yeah. I was, I, th- I literally, I, you know, I, I went home and I told my wife, I'm like, I'm sorry, babe. I, I'm just stupid. I don't get it. These guys are obviously really smart. And I had like a two year thing where I was like, man, maybe I shouldn't be investing in something. Maybe I can't do this because to me, they were all getting rich and they were seeing things that I couldn't. Yeah. But I wouldn't let my logic, I wouldn't let that overthrow the logic side. It had to make sense. We had to do it. And uh, I said, we got, I got to think this through. And so we, we didn't. We sat on the sidelines. In 2009, um, I went to start buying real estate. And everybody told me, you are stupid. What are you doing? Did you not just see what happened? Yeah. Real estate's the worst thing you, you can buy. I went to buy my, or build Your my house, house and yeah. everything else like that. And every person that I knew told me not to do it. Every person. And that's probably, and I'm not going to, I don't, we don't have to talk numbers, but it's probably one of the best investments you've ever made in your whole life. Like it's an insane return. Yeah. 400,000 to 1.2 in six years. Yeah. And so when you, and the and reason being was I don't buy houses on speculation, anything else like that, but it made sense. Yeah. And so when, when you look at um, understanding that first of all, what's being presented does not mean it's true. Yeah. It doesn't mean that it's true. And on that note, if you're younger, you know, I, uh, um, this, this, I'm going to talk, talk about college here, you know, sure. Education. And I'll talk about my story real quick. Like I went, I graduated high school when I was like 17, 18 and that was in 2012, you know, and I went to my first year of college, which was paid by FAFSA because we didn't have any money. So I got my first year covered or my first half a year. And then I couldn't go anymore because I wasn't going to go into debt. Now, debt is a norm. Debt is what the herd does. Yes, absolutely. And it's like normal to get $50,000 in debt. And I looked at that and I said, I'm not doing that. I don't want the debt. And then I, I dropped out. And then I started working at bodybuilding. And then I met you, right? And, you, you know, AJ has a master's and he's very um, – I think the first time I met you, you talked about the importance of getting your MBA and how you need to be educated. And, you know, you made a really good, you made the only good argument I've ever heard from somebody to get um, a master's degree. And at the time, I, I, and I do agree with that, but also you need to look at the context. Are you, go, how much debt are you getting? What degree are you getting? All these things, need, these yes, fa- things factor in. And the herd doesn't look at that. They no. say, well, everybody's going to college. Everybody's joining a frat. Everybody's this doing this. This is what I'm told to do. Exactly. And long story short, you know, I dropped out. I ended up working for you for a couple of years. I ended up going back. I got my degree. It took me eight years. I don't have debt. And I graduated. And I think I ended up actually like leaving uh, my full-time job, which was working yeah. for you. And I just went, walked right into my uh, multi-million dollar business. Yep. And, you know, eight years sucks. Eight, eight years to earn a four-year degree is, t- is not the, what the herd mentality would consider successful. Yeah. Um, and, you know, in that time, I, I ended up picking up quite a few houses mm-hmm. and building the business and obviously working with you guys. And my work experience, my overall experience, and, you know, this is not, this is uh, wake up at six, work out, work from nine to five. Um, if I had to go to class in between there, you'd, yeah. you guys would let me, uh, or I'd go to class after work. And then I'd go to my warehouse and work till like one and I'd go repeat that day. And I did that for like, yeah, four or five years. And that's not the norm, but the norm doesn't yield the results. And, and I, I guess that that plays off of, I never was pulled into the emotions of the herd, you know? And I always looked at my situation because everyone's situation is different. And in the social pressure that 
is happening today dictates dictates and that is so wrong it is that's not good it's not um the we've never experienced a time in the history of humanity that we can affect i that you a society that has nothing to do with you so you live in another part of the world you live whatever that southern california's thoughts or opinions affect somebody in new york or vice versa that's never happened before right and now the herd can talk to every person all the time and they can they they're dictating the herd is very powerful right well, now yeah if you're not very as successful powerful. as kylie jenner at 22 years old then you're a failure yeah you, you feel know? stupid and, and if you don't look like her you feel that you're ugly. Yep. And it's like, uh, and you can fake this. You can fake that entire lifestyle on Instagram. And lots you, of people try. Yeah. And when you had a guy on your podcast, mm-hmm. right. Who yep. talked about that Uh-huh. and how his life was. And that's, that's the reason I had him on the podcast Yeah, was because I was like, okay, you get, you know, he was like, everyone thought he was a rock star flying around first class or anything right. like that. He was in so much debt. He could never pay off. He was depressed, sleeping under a blanket and that's the problem with the herd mentality because that's what it did to him. Yep. That's what it did to him. He thought that that's what was expected. And it, too, we see this. This You see this in news cycles, right? That's why news has cycles. Yes. We see this in politics. We see this in every single um, uh, facet of life. The problem with the herd mentality, though, the herd is fickle, mm-hmm. right? So the herd shifts very, very quickly. And this shifting and this back and forth or whatnot, it's not about progress. It's about feeling it's about dominating conversations and you cannot win long term at that strategy and two you can never be happy trying to measure up to the herd yeah because the herd changes and it's it's strange that we live in a time where it has i mean we can't get rid of it and people are so dominated by it and then you get stuck. So most of the time, the best solution is just ignore, like stop, just stop and stop listening to it. Like, yeah. Well, and you, you talk about truth and you say, yes. look for the truth yes. and you, and you say, well, what is the truth? And, um, you always said reference results. So yes. the truth is what has the best results. Yes. That's and my you know, fundamental process of decision making because game changing. It, it's, it, it, let me kind of explain this. Um, in fact, I've never, man, I've only talked to a few people. No, I, I love this, this. This has dictated a lot of yeah. what, I, what I've lived by. So I, 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 live, I'm a, I, I live on result-oriented truths. So um, what, what that means is for some reason, the herd likes to define truth. Um, and the herd is the worst definer of truth on earth. Because truth is abstract in many forms, and this is extremely confusing. And it also pulls at you in your insides because you are being told something that you know is not true, but you accept it, and it it affects you and depression and everything else like that. So for me, I always said, listen, Um, it it was wide words, uh, wise words that I try to live by where it was, that you know the um, the it, it, the truth is the, the fruits shall tell you the truth of what's going on. So really, what it's saying is the fruit or the labors. So the fruit of your labors dictates that truth, and I it needs to be long term, not short term. But um, 
that's when you look at what people are saying, I'm more concerned on what they're do, doing and yes. what the result of their life is. I can't tell you how many unhappy people try to tell other people how to be happy and that there's so many opinions and there's so many things that don't matter. And it's, it, it, it gets so confusing and it's so hard. So I always live my life to saying, listen, I look at the results and the results will dictate what actually I need to do and how I need to work and what I need to listen to. And so if, if you live your life based upon that yeah. and you look around and you say, okay, I'm not, forget what you say, forget what you're posting online, forget what the herd is saying. Let's look at the results of these actions over the long term. Yeah. And let's look at the results of, I use this politics, policies, anything else like that, that I, that I'm looking at. I don't, it's not about identi uh, uh, identity. It's not about anything. I just look at the results, right? right? And so when I looked around and I started seeing other people and the results, I tried to replicate those actions and those processes to get the desired result. And that allows you to stop listening. Yeah. And there's so many, every, I, I, you know, economists have predicted recessions every single time yeah. after they've already happened. <laughs> and so it's when you look at the results of the herd, it's um, dismals, not even. Right. They're, in fact, it's the opposite. Humans, uh, a uh, person is intelligent. People are extremely stupid. Yeah. Um, they start making bad decisions and they, it's not applicable to your life. So investing, the same thing goes through. And that's why, you know, when you look at, investments whenever the herd makes a decision on an investment it immediately instantaneously becomes a bad investment because the yields already priced out of it it's maximized and then it um is over bought overbuilt overdone and then the people that follow the herds are the last ones in and it collapses yep. so it's just it's an economic principle that plays out every single time yeah um and it's if you can get over that hump and self analyze your actions and, you know, look internally, look, like audit yourself, audit your day. And we talk about this a lot, starting small, auditing your day and what's happening and what's working. You mentioned, you know, working out. It's a perfect example where I know that if I'm doing a certain action, I'm going to get a certain result. Yep. And the thing about working out is it's fairly quick. Yeah. Right. I mean, if you really start working, tons of benefits. Like that, yeah. tons of benefits in just weeks, you're going to feel amazing. You're going to feel a lot better. Things like that. Economic principles though. And a lot of these other ones are not that quick. Mm -hmm. This plays out in a long time. And that's why it is so hard for people because they try certain things and then they get out of it Yeah, and they hop around and they chase shiny objects. Um, but those principles, it takes a long time and you have to cultivate them. And so you really need to understand what those results are and how that'll play out over the long term before you start walking down that path. Yeah. And that, that's why I think it's nice. Like when you're looking at results, um, when you, when you explain this to me, it's like, Oh, that makes a lot of sense. Cause if, okay, if you want to be something or have something or, you know, uh, become who you want to be, um, it's really easy, um, nowadays to find people with those results and with the internet, you can vet them. Right. Because there's a lot of people that can fake those results. When I met you, you know, you, you and I'm not talking just financially, right? Yeah. Um, whether it's your family, 
or how you approach life in general, like your hobbies, other other outside of just making yes. money, um, you you had the results that most people would want, and so I got lucky basically being able to reference you as a point because most people my age at that point, you don't have that reference point unless you have, I mean, sure some people do, but the vast majority of people don't, and especially when they're looking for it. Um, and so they only hear what the herd saying, right? And it, and it draws them straight. Look at kids, dude. We could go into like those those the twenty year old with the Lamborghini. Yes, like it's so textbook that that as soon as you make one hundred fifty thousand dollars in your business or whatever, you go buy a tech, you you go buy a Lamborghini. Even less than that, so ridiculous. And then and you just start to pump a course on YouTube ads, like so ridiculous. And you know it's funny because you're you're looking at the wrong thing. The result you want is in the wrong place. Yeah. But you think that's going to get the road, that road is, is, or where you're going leads down that road to yeah. that result that you're going for. Yes. That's not, it's the opposite. Exactly. And, exactly. And I think that um, finding good role models based that have your results mm-hmm. and uh, what would you call that? Unwinding what they do. Yeah. And figuring out what key characteristics they do. Um, and this could be hard though for people oh, it's starting brutal. out yeah. because especially when, so how most people look at results is material based. Yeah. This is the first problem Yeah, because online and everywhere else, especially if you don't understand a lot of these things, you look and you see this lifestyle, you see this flashy stuff and that to your mind equals success because you can't have that. And that stuff's actually the easiest to fake. Yeah. And not only that, it, it like, it feels good for a couple days. Yeah. You know, like yes. you want that Lamborghini or the nice Range Rover and stuff and it's cool, it's cool. and it's cool for about a week and then, and then you're worrying about it and, and then, then it's a problem and then you have to bring it in for maintenance yep. and that, you know, it's like, it's short term and the result, the true result that you're looking for is your time. Yeah. You want to be, f- the herd will gratify you for those oh, decisions. Yeah. yeah. You're super popular yes. now. Now you're exactly. super cool. And that's why we do those things. Yeah. So once again, cars, anything else like that. And this comes back down to the emotional decision-making process because those are status symbols. They mean nothing. They're yeah. literally like they have no utility. And, but when you have them, the herd confirms yeah. that you are somehow achieving something in life. And so because of the herd, you make those decisions. And what it does is it hijacks your emotions, even though your logic is saying, I shouldn't have this monthly payment. Yeah. I shouldn't be doing this. But the herd is like, you're amazing. And your emotions get built up and you're like this. So early on, I'm like, forget all of them. Just stop, put your head down, work, um, which I guess was fairly easy for me. I had a family and I wasn't doing anything that everybody else was doing my age. And I didn't even talk to anybody. And we didn't have social media when I was getting started and everything, which helped a lot. And I, I, you know, I don't know how that would have looked or what I would have thought, you know, then. But I had good mentors that were like, when you know people that are truly successful yeah, and you see them and you understand the inner workings of their business and finance and their families, and you see that it gives you a benchmark to compare to others. And it's extremely eye opening. And those people focus on long-term things. They don't make emotional decisions. Yeah. They don't follow the herd. They don't do things though, either that the herd confirms. So most of them aren't known. These aren't, these aren't YouTube stars. These aren't Instagram stars, yeah. right? These people, most of them, for the most part, are unbeknownst to the herd. Yeah. And there's there's a reason why they want to be. 
And um, that success, when you dictate it or when you try to figure out what it is, are you listening to what society says success is for you? Fame and riches. Or are you looking at yourself and saying, is this the life that I want to live? Is this about progress? Is this, you know, what, what dictates that? So that's, you know, and it's, and it's so hard and we, we see it today. We see this all over today. Yeah. Your emotions are hijacked and everyone is fighting for your attention, for your opinion. They want you to draw lines in the sand. They want you to pick sides they want to play identities. They want to tell you what you should think. Mm-hmm. And then if you don't think like them, then you're the enemy. You're the enemy. Yeah. And this is anti everything good. Yeah. This is anti progress. It's a great way to put yourself in a box. It's a great way to put yourself in a box. Um, and you know, I'm obviously extremely anti cancel culture. Um, I think it is a, the, probably one of the lowest form of thinking possible. Yeah. And that is dictated by decisions of the emotional herd that can change at any time that have no relevance in anything. Um, and people comply with it, which for me, I think is lunacy. Yeah. Um, but that kind of the validation though, that you get from doing those things is extremely harmful. And I see this with our employees and we talk about it. I had an employee that was in tears. And I was like, are you okay? And she's like, you know, I just, I don't know how everything's going on. The world's so bad and everything's happening and stuff like that. And she, it was, she was in tears and she had been depressed for weeks. And when I, when I began to talk with her, I'm like, this isn't you. First of all, you have a wonderful life. You're such a good person. You have great things going for you. You're extremely experienced. So why are you feeling this way? And it, everything was outside sources and her emotions had been hijacked by other people. Yeah. And when you get that in control, you can control your life. And uh, this is a very fundamental thing, but you see this with the even successful people. Most of the successful people that fail, it's because they get distracted. They start doing stupid things. That's so true. You get a, you get a bit of success and you level out. Yes. And then you, you start to distract yourself with things that didn't get you to where you were. The herd starts telling you, you're so successful. You can't fail. Yeah. And then you start thinking, I can't fail. Yeah. And then you start doing bad deals. Or maybe you're so addicted to this idea that you're a certain person, you start to do bad things. We had a company here that was, um, I think they had a billion in assets and it was a family owned. They were an extremely well-known family in the community. They were a good family and they'd started this investment business um, where they would take 1031 exchange money into real estate. And when the recession started, some of their assets started to underperform, mm-hmm. which they said, it's fine. We'll just cover them here as short term. But they did not want to say they weren't being successful. This so is a Ponzi instead, scheme, right? Yes. It, and Ponzi schemes don't start out as Ponzi these, schemes. This is, what, what was the company? Not BLM. Uh, I, I did a e, report on these guys. Yeah, yeah. It's, I don't even know if I want to say. No, you're uh, good. So, you're, yeah. yeah. Um, so, They're still in jail. Yes, they are. Yeah. So they started covering things up. Because they didn't want to look like they were failing. Right. And after they started that, they couldn't stop. And then as the recession got worse. Tanked them. Tanked them. And it all started out with the fear that they would look like they weren't doing as good or as 
as successful as they wanted everybody to think that they were doing yeah. instead of saying, so guys, we're having bad quarters. This isn't looking very good. We're going to cut back. Um, some of our assets aren't performing as well as we thought they would. We're worried about the future and we don't think our performance can continue. They didn't want to say that. Mm -hmm. They didn't want to look bad. They didn't want everybody to think that they were failing. They were riding on this high that they had never been through a recession and they could never fail. And then that caused them to make really bad decisions. And I say this all the time, but I think pride is the biggest killer of success. And pride drives us to want validation from the herd. And if you can put this away, you can make very logical decisions. Long-term. Long-term decisions that will deliver results that are foundational to your happiness, your well-being. You won't be torn. And you can look at your emotions and say, and I, I do, when I start feeling some, some ways, I look at the sources of the information or the sources of that is driving those feelings and say, wait, wait, wait I got to step back. Where did these come from? Why are they here? And why am I feeling this way? I don't want my emotions to be hijacked by other people. And a good point on that is like controlling your environment. Like yes. I think a lot of people have people in their lives by default. Oh, lots and you know, of people. like over the past couple of years, I've been more and more, uh, um, intentional about who's, yes. who I'm allowing near me. Cause if you're always coming at me with negative energy, I just don't like, it's, it's fine. Yeah. Uh, no benefit to me. Yeah. And obviously no benefit to you. Yeah. So it's like, Hey, well, let's remove this. You know, it's better mm -hmm. for both of us. And it's not like in a, a conversation like, Hey, you know, this is, oh, like, it's, it's, it's just, just like, out. Hey, it's just not phase right. out. Yeah. Yep. Slowly go away. And you know, I, <laughs> I was talking to one of my buddies and he's got so much drama going on in his life. And I was thinking, you know, I don't have that yeah. and it's because I'm so intentional about that and I think as steps if somebody's listening to this and they're like well what can I start with yeah. look at what causes you the most grief and what's causing you the is it is it your tv is it your uh one of your friends is it your current business partner and look at why and if you can't resolve it start to remove it you know and I think that's a really good way and then start to look at uh who has those results and how do I get near them how do I start yeah. to emulate those results how do I get in that line you know, you can, you can reverse engineer someone's results and say, okay, this is how this, this is what this person has and not just what they look like they have, yeah. what they actually have. And how do I, um, build my five-year plan to get there or 10 year yes. plan to get there. And if you can start to do those things, you remove the negative and start to add the positive. You can start to build a, a, a runway yeah. to the life that you want to live. And, and this is hard because emotions are exciting. We love and they suck you people in. and they suck you in. And you know, my wife, you know, from the very first, <laughs> you were married, I'm like, I don't do drama. Yeah. It's just a common theme. I don't do drama. And she'll even tell like family members and stuff. Don't bring it up to AJ. Don't talk about it. We don't gossip. We don't do that stuff. AJ doesn't participate in it. Yeah, it's annoying. Because I, like, so many people and what we found is they create these drama and they create problems in their life because they get those feelings. Yep. And it um, is very self-destructive and they don't even know that it's happening. And I can't tell you how many people that they have people in their lives that I've told them. I'm like, you got to get, you know, but they can't because whatever reason, whatever reason. Yeah. And it's like, you, you don't understand. First of all, stupidity is contagious. It oh, yeah. is. It is absolutely. And that's because, and you see it in herds. It's like they all catch something and they all start thinking the same way or doing the same thing. And it can be like a cancer in your progress and you need to stop, evaluate. And if those drivers are hijacking your life, it's, it doesn't help you. It doesn't help the other people. It doesn't help your family. It doesn't help others. Focus on the positive. What can help others? 
identify those that deliver those good results and implement those. And this is how, this is how you build a business, right? You audit. Okay. And I talk about this a lot. Audit your day, audit your business, record, write down, write everything down because then you can decide two, three things. So I talk about, you need to work on your business, not in your business. This is about being in control. This is about making good decisions constantly and making three decisions. You need to either make a decision to remove, automate, or hire. Always. So when you're, you can't do that unless you audit your uh, processes and procedures, unless you have it written down and you know the result of those actions. So if you're looking at a property to buy a property, if you're doing other things, who are the people that got you the property? What did you have to do? What happened to title? What do you need to get to renters? Who are the contracts you think? You need to write all this down so you can repeat it. This is the exact same thing in your personal life. You need to actually be aware of your actions every day and the outcome that those actions deliver. And then you need to audit it and you need to take the ones that create bad results out. Result oriented. Take those out the good ones reproduce and repeat and repeat at mass and do it as much as you can. This is how you scale your life. This is how you scale your business. This is how you work on your life. This is how you work on you and on your business. Yeah. And you should always be trying to work on you. Always. I think people default, you know, it's like, and I always yeah. talk about this, like, cause I see it so much. Like it's so easy to wake up every day and do some form of your regular routine yeah. and default. You never level up. And you know, it's because your emotions get complacent and you become accustomed to your daily routine. Yes. And it's because you're not adding anybody new into your life and you're settling into the, the environment that you've created for yourself. Yeah. But you got to realize most of the time your environment was created unintentionally. Yeah. It was by circumstance. Yeah. And you know, I love coming to this, like the office, like, you know, I, I haven't worked here. I think I, I actually ended up leaving a, a year ago, like yeah, probably a year ago. Yeah. Three uh -huh. days from now. Yeah. And you know, I, I've probably been here every week since. Yeah. Uh -huh. yep. <laughs> and I love it because I know I've never gone to another, uh, after I leave, I never come back. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but it's because every time I come in here, AJ is always leveling up and you know, there's very few people that actively seek more, um, I guess, problems, pain, yeah. progress, discomfort. Yeah. Then, and, and if you can find those people stick around them, you know, because like he just talked about automate, uh, what was the three automate you, uh, you get rid of, get rid you automate or you hire. hire. And you know, like we had that conversation, mm -hmm. um, two months ago Yep. and literally I was realizing I'm doing everything and I hired two guys. We've added three softwares in and now my life's way better. And we've, uh, increased like 30% plus yeah. and just that conversation and you being like, dude, you, you got to do this. Mm -hmm. And most people. And this is what I was doing. I was settling into my environment, getting yes. accustomed to everything. And everybody does it. Yeah, everybody. I and do it. You can, does. you can simply ignore it super exactly. easily because it just feels better to not yes. do, not acknowledge it. But if you're trying to get to the next level and everybody has a next level, um, you need to seek that discomfort. Somebody right now is listening and they're like, I know I, know I need to go to the gym but I'm worried about what they're going to think of me. I yes. don't know what the, how the person at the front desk is going to look at me. All about discomfort. Yeah. They and feel good. They're worried about what the herd and the herd causes the most discomfort ever. And nobody cares. Here's the thing. Nobody cares. In the gym. Nobody cares. The, when you go in there and my, I had this conversation with my sister, she's lost six, like 60, 70 pounds now. That's amazing. It's insane. I didn't know that. Oh yeah. She looks like a human, different human. That's and amazing. She's been doing it for about two years, but I remember she was so scared. She was like, 
emotions, all yeah. emotions. Like, yes, I, I don't, I don't want to go in there. And I remember sit, looking her in the face and I'm like, listen to me. Everybody is so concerned with themselves that they don't so care about concerned. you at all. Exactly. And that's, that's the, that's why you go to the gym. It's because yes. you're concerned about yourself. Exactly. And, uh, but, but you always like in your head, you're thinking, what's everyone, everyone else me? is thinking about me, yeah. which and, is not true. And nobody has the time. And that's, that's life. You know, it's like, yep. and you need to put yourself in those discomforts because that's what creates that result. Let me give a, a kind of an example of this. I was in, um, Brandon Turner asked me to go to a mastermind in Hawaii. You guys have probably heard or seen it online. Um, and we all went in there. It was this three day event. It was great and everything. And one of the things that they were doing is that we were talking about how to advance our businesses and everything. So they were going around and the topic was, you know, how do you, um, um, how do you say no? How do you stop doing all this stuff? How do you say no? And they went around and everybody was talking about like, you know, I just had to put a limit on this and I had to put a limit on this and this and this. And they went around and it came all the way around to me and I'm looking at all like 20 people and I'm like, um, I don't try to say no. I try to say yes. If you have to say no, that means you haven't created capacity to do more. more. I knew and, you were going to say that. Yeah. And everybody was like, uh, I didn't even, you know. Different and it was, level. It, and, and it was like, what are you doing trying to say no? Get yourself out of your routine you need to replace, automate, or hire, and you need to do more. Yeah. You need to be able to increase your capacity and take on more. Yeah. And that was something, like they literally thought to make their lives better, it was about getting rid of, not doing as much, yeah. and getting more comfortable. That's not what it's about. And in order to increase your capacity and put yourself in discomfort, that's stretching. That's stretching. But you need to make yourself, you need to create systems in your life so you can do that. There are certain things in life that I don't do. I just will not do them because it takes away from things that I need to be doing. Mm -hmm. And it's about prioritizing. And I need to be constantly advancing my business, helping everybody else, helping others around me. And then when I figure something out, I need to get out of it. And I need to replace it and I need to keep moving. And so a lot of us, we are, we are so focused on comfort and we, when we, when we look and we get uncomfortable, instead of addressing, figuring it out and realizing this is good for us, we go into escapism. We start watching shows, you know, everybody has like 10 shows that they're watching yeah. all the time and, or they watch movies or they stay with the same person in their life, even though they don't, they're, it's not right for them because it's just better than being uncomfortable or not knowing what the future is. Yeah. And you need to self audit. And that's how people get in their businesses. This is exactly how oh, yeah, I can't yeah. tell you how many businesses are doing the exact same thing, producing the exact same result. Yeah. And I'm like, you could have blown up over five years. Well, and and we, you're I, just not. We've talked about this before. I'm part of a group, you know, and there's a bunch of multimillionaires in the group, but everyone stays in that one to three million revenue range. Yeah. Everybody caps. They can't break out of it. Well, it's because you're around the same people, you're doing the same things, and you even though you might be listening to this, and they, they all say I'm successful. I'm a millionaire. They all start buying cars. Well, and it's, and it's successful to a lot of people. It is. People it, are like, wow, not, that's it's not insane. That it's not successful. But you know, when I looked at, and somebody brought it up one, t one year, this was two years ago, somebody brought it up and they're like, yeah, everybody's at the same level. And I was thinking, I'm like, I do not want to get stuck in this group. And you know, it's because they don't have another reference point. They don't, there is nobody coming in there with a $40 million company and 60 employees, you know? Yeah. And, or whatever, 15 employees, everyone's yeah. has like three employees yeah. and they're all same structure. Like you could skin, like you could skin different, uh, industries across the same business model. And, um, 
It's just that it's comfort kills yeah. in every aspect of your life. Every aspect. And that's why you always need to be looking at, okay, who do I need to, who do I need to become? And that's what I was saying. Like you need to find that person. And yes. you know, I always think of like Ed Milet. Yeah. I love Ed Milet. Yeah. And he's legit. Like, you know, yes, he's legit. He is. And, um, I look at him and I'm like, okay, he's in his fifties, you know, and he's doing all these things and like the lifestyle he has, I like to look at that and say, okay, I got yeah. that runway. You know, mm-hmm. can I, can I, can I build my, my, uh, my infrastructure, my lay my foundation, eat this shit for 20 years. Yes. And then like, it's a, it's a long-term thing. Long-term, always long-term. And trying to find those, those people that are like decades ahead of you. Yeah. Because in what Rock's saying, we, okay. So first of all, you have to audit, you have to identify the inputs. Okay. So the inputs that are shaping your life, your business. Okay. So you audit out, you see the inputs what's changing for good, what's changing for bad. You see the systems that you have in your business and in life. Yeah. I mean, like, what do you do every single day? You identify the ones that need to be getting rid of. Got to get rid of them. Other things that you either need to automate or you need to hire out for your business. And then in your personal life, the same thing. You need to audit those results, what's coming in, what should be happening. Yeah. And you need to document all of this. If you're not, if you're trying, if you're on your journey, keep a journal. Okay. Um, and you need to be going through to understand what's working and what's not. And then based off those results, you can build upon it. You can share with others. You can share with your employees, your business, your friends, your family. You can focus on those principles and you can grow from them. So I, I think the process and what we want everybody to do, and I hope you take away from this podcast right here is first start documenting and auditing. Look at the inputs in your life. What's being a, what's, what are you listening to? What are you seeing? Are you even reading? Are like, you are reading? you are you listening to anything? Exactly. You know? Are you? I guess online? if you're listening to this, you're on something. But yeah, that's a good point. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but are you? Uh, how much audit? So I did an audit based upon time. There's actually uh, apps that you can track. So I was, I was a little overboard. Um, I would literally track my phone every single day, and I would find all the things, and I'd start deleting and putting blocks on and everything because I. I, I found if you start, once you understand the power of it, you're going, holy cow, I got rid of three things and I completely reversed the course of my life in just a matter of weeks. Yeah. But so you need to audit all of those inputs. Okay. And then start to look at the results of the things that you're doing in your life, your, your individual relationships, your job, your investing strategy. Uh, can you not get that first deal done? Well, what are you doing? Yeah. What are you doing that's not allowing you to get it done? And what are you doing that's actually showing some promising results? Right? Yeah. Figure that out. And it, it will create clarity and you'll start to see the path. And then repeat all of those and be conscious constantly about it. Because they always creep in. Right? We always start doing stuff. I do. Everybody does. Um, and you got to work on it. This is the same process with your business. You should be doing this with your employees. You should be doing this with your investments. Document your investment. Document what works, what doesn't repeat the things that don't those become red flags yeah and you need to have policies and procedures to map this out in your own life and in business and investing and that is that's how you can identify opportunity you can capitalize on it and you can keep moving forward yeah and you gotta chunk it so chunk it into like 90 days yes like that way you can keep Mm -hmm. looking back and saying well that wait a second that didn't work or because you know people will do their fitness program for two weeks and then they fall off you know, and there's a lot of people that stopped it for coronavirus 
and you know they're going to rationalize not going back. Yep. But if you're checking every 90 days, you can only get so far off track before you you're like, wait a second, I need to get back on track here. Yeah. And and well, it's so weird too because everybody's like, if you listen to the herd, 2020 is the worst year ever. Yeah. If you listen to the herd, we've lost all this time, everything else like that. And I'm it's like, like, this has oh, been never been better. I, and this is my best year ever, yeah. and it's going to be. I'm gonna just kill this quarter. Why everybody was doing nothing or they were just dominating stuff. I turned off. I didn't. I don't listen to any of that crap. And I'm like, nope. I'm focusing up. We got four projects under contract. We've started a new wholesaling business. It it was like, no, I I haven't changed my course. This doesn't affect me. I can't change anything that's going on. This yeah. madness in the world. Why are you thinking about it? Why are you concerned with it? Head down, focus on what you can change and who you can change today and produce good results and outcomes. And there won't be a lost time. There won't be this idea of, oh, I just lost a year. or This is the worst year ever. No, just because people say that doesn't make it true. Mm-hmm. End cap, dude. End cap. That's done. I think we're going to... Leave it there. Guys, document, audit, and go forth. I hope you guys liked this one. If it was good, we this was this was more of a fluffy one. Because well, we, I don't we think don't we usually, met, we weren't gonna go down that track. We, no, we, we weren't at all. <laughs> we, we weren't all. That was totally just like us uh, us us chat. So I hope you um I hope you've enjoyed this fireside with Rock Pilon and AJ Osborne today. It was a little more like rant and good. on emotional stuff, but um if it was good, guys, give us a good review. Uh five star, write something in there. We appreciate it. Um if two Launch the book self uh, on self-storage. Go to selfstorageincome.com. You can pick up the book there. It's on Amazon, The Investor's Guide to Growing Wealth in Self-Storage, and also the other podcast if you're interested in self-storage, Self-Storage Income on iTunes. With that, thanks, everybody. Thanks, everyone, for listening to this episode of Cashflow to Freedom. Be sure to subscribe to us for more, and feel free to check us out at cashflowwiththenumber2freedom.com. Or find us on Instagram and Facebook. And also, if you could leave us a good review, that would really help us continue to build out our content and our community. Thank you so much.